following is a presentation of ComedyVoices.com. It is the first day of the new year, and me and Joey are sitting in my parents' basement, recording an episode for the first time away from Stand Up New York Labs. Joey, is this crazy or what? It's awesome. Joey does a killer year in review at the end of this program. We got a few updates, some good stories, a little bit of holiday cheer. Please stick around and do enjoy. You need something to get you through the workday? Well, good, because we've got a place for that. Check out ComedyVoices.com for the comedy podcasts that'll turn your daily grind into a marathon of laughs. Stand Up Labs and UCB Comedy lead the way with an array of shows that'll fill all your comedy needs. It's ComedyVoices.com, powered by digital media. Coming to you from the top of the Stand Up New York Comedy Club, this is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by ComedyVoices.com. Find your voice. This is the mandatory Samson podcast coming to you recorded from a basement in New Jersey. Yeah. Oh, Joey's excited about it. Hi, everyone. My name is Chris Flannery. As usual, I'm joined by my great and good friend, Joseph Noe. Hi, everyone. Happy New Year. Yes. Welcome, everyone, to the program and to the year 2016. Very exciting. Uh, we decided not to record in New York City this week. We are recording from my parents' house in New Jersey. It's pretty fun. Yeah. You excited to be here, Joey? I'm very excited to be here. This is where we used to do the old program, the Backyard Buddy Show, that that preceded the Mandatory Samson podcast. Yes, it was, in a nice little shed. Yes, that's right. We had a little heater. We had some leather chairs, or I had a leather chair, and you kind of had like an old wooden one. But yeah. That's reasonable. Um, You know, I was just talking to you before we started doing the show. Probably going to look back at some of the Backyard Buddies videos that we did and maybe put them up on YouTube. Yeah, that sounds like a bunch of fun. <laughs> yeah, I got to go through for content, though, because who the hell knows what we were talking about uh, a few years ago. But anyway, that's something for uh, another day. We have a few updates to get into this week. Uh, Bill Cosby, obviously the big news this week. We definitely want to talk about that. Tamir Rice and the Iran nuclear deal. These are just some of the updates. Plus, the California methane leak, which... I just heard about pretty recently, and... It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a disaster of epic proportions that we're going to get into, because uh, I feel like a lot of people haven't heard about that, so that's definitely something we're going to talk about. Uh, Elon Musk, the Tesla SpaceX founder, you know, like, technological genius billionaire guy, he won a, a Luddite award this week, or he's nominated anyway. And you want to tell everybody what that means? Yeah, a Luddite is somebody, it's like a 19th century like anti-technologist person who would destroy like farming equipment because they were afraid that machinery was the devil that sounds like the opposite of what he is though doesn't it it does and that's kind of why i want to get into it a little bit later in the program we will do that uh we also have some interesting cable news stats that uh I think are just worth talking about because last week when we were talking about the democratic debate and even the republican debate they're always talking about ISIS. They're constantly getting questions from the, the, the moderators and whatever. It's just this whole crazy thing. ISIS is coming to get you. ISIS is in your bread box. Bread box? That's, that's 19th century Luddite shit. Uh, <laughs> but it's like the cable news thing really 
contribute to that. We're going to get into those stats in a little while. Uh, and then possibly a little uh, 2016 update. Nice. Also, as I understand it, I believe that you've prepared a fuck-up of the week and a pretty nice year in review. Is that correct, Joey? A fantastic year in review. We're, we're going to pot and test you on different dates and things that happened you're gonna test me yeah let's see how good your memory is ah son of a bitch okay i was i'm definitely not prepared for this uh next week i want to say this joey there was something that i just cut from the rundown this week because i just didn't feel like it uh we probably just didn't have enough time to do it laquan mcdonald we have an update about that the kid that got shot on the bridge in chicago 16 shots uh there's a little update about that that we'll get into next week but you know we'll, we'll have more time then before we do anything we have some shout-outs and some emails to get to. First shout-out, I want to shout-out Kimberly. I'm sending you stickers. I got your email. I responded to you yesterday. Kimberly uh, wrote in. She says she's a big fan of the show. She feels like she's more educated about the presidential election, certainly. She likes the election coverage. Awesome. And she was also asking if we had any like tips or ideas about how to get into potentially broadcasting or doing a podcast. I wrote her a, you know, a full response, kind of my thoughts about it. Nicely done. Uh just start doing it, you know? I mean, if you want to start doing a podcast, that's really what we did. We just were like, yeah, sure. People probably want to listen to us talk. So we got some microphones and we started recording a show. Yes. Got any other thoughts about that, Joey? Uh, school definitely is a big place to start depending on where she is. Right. I don't know too much about Kimberly because this is the first time I've heard of her. Sure. Uh, but it won't be the last. There you go. Uh, definitely high school. They have programs and such for communication. Well, Kimberly, I think is a little older than high school age. Oh, but okay. she, but any, but that's what I said. I was like, you know, if it's something that you really want to do, then potentially, sure, going to school, you know, would help in that. Yeah, but having experience before you, you know, having experience for the job that you eventually want is always helpful. So if you, yes. you know, want to give it a shot, go for it. Uh, if the two of us can do it, I think anybody can do it. You'd agree? Yes. Uh, all right. So we got some emails from Daniel and Timo. Uh, the first one is from Daniel. He says, hi, I'm Daniel. I've been listening to your podcast for a while, as well as others at stand up New York. And I've been meaning to write in. Well, thank you for finally getting around to it. I'm from the UK and I must admit listening to your coverage on the debates gives me great entertainment. Well, yeah, that's fantastic. Of course it does. Uh, we have the exact same as you in terms of, uh, the crazies and the weird, but we as a culture can burn their hopes almost immediately. Our media is exact uh, is easily the best in the world for being able to do it, and with a publicly funded TV service with the BBC, they can ask the brave questions and follow up without the panic you get over there. I even talked to a few friends from New York and Texas, and I seem to know even more than them about most of it most of the time. Sounds about right. It does make yeah, that is right, and that is a uh, of course there's issues with kind of like state run media. You know, to a certain extent, they might be beholden to the interests of whatever the 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 elite regardless of whether there's money involved but yeah he brings up a good point there and i think that's what we're always talking about in the show if you get money out of politics if you get money out of the media then you can actually when, when trump is up there saying insanity on a debate the moderators wouldn't be afraid to be like no that Simply doesn't make any sense. Yeah, we out on it. We're not going to entertain this anymore. It's just insane. So that's a that's a fair point brought up there by Daniel. He continues. Each country has their uh, oh, but no more praising the UK here. I occasionally use the dark net and know a bit about the internet as a whole too. Basically, why Trump can't shut down the internet. So this is, this is the gist of his. Okay, awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. I was excited to get this email. He says, Daniel says, each country has their main network of fiber lines running across the nation. In your case, coast to coast, state to state. 
This is where the information that the internet uses is transferred through data centers, usually run by your internet provider with access uh, to other providers. When using a website which server is based outside your country, for example, if you use the BBC, then the data is transferred using undersea cables to get from one country to the other. These carry a massive amount of data and electricity. An example of one being cut can be found in Egypt in 2013 when usage went to 40% of normal for around a month while it was being fixed, which, as it's basically a long string of glass, isn't simple to do. Okay. This is where it gets interesting. Mm -hmm. If Trump could cut these cables or even restrict them within the U.S. territorial waters, then maybe he'd be able to kill the internet off for the U.S., but then lines would still run through Canada and Mexico. Each major business, Facebook, Amazon, Google, Apple, all have the data centers around the world, so they'd still be running pretty much fine, minus the stock price plummet. As for the dark... Well, okay, before we get into yeah, the so dark... He can't stuff, do it. Yeah, of course not. And this is what I... This is what I, I responded to Daniel in the email. Like... That's what I like, where somebody just lays it out very simply. Nobody did that. Nobody did that when Trump was saying he was just going to shut down the internet on the debate. Yeah, like You can't do that. Right. Like, no, sir, that's <laughs> strictly kind of impossible. Like, what does it even mean, turn off their internet? You're, you're out of your mind. So we need to go under the, the ocean and cut a bunch of cable? You're just out of your, out of your gourd. Yeah. So Daniel just lays it out in plain terms, which Thank I really Thank you, appreciate. Daniel. Yeah. He continues, this is the end of his email. He goes, as for the dark web, which we've been talking mm -hmm. about a little bit, it's an internet within the internet. It sends data using the normal means, but it encrypts itself using over 10,000 connections around the world, usually choosing four random connections. Each of the 10,000 are volunteers who also run the internet servers, including keeping their memory up so the dark web isn't slow uh, and also provides storage. To make it a bit worse, its annual budget of around $2 million is 80% funded by the U.S. government. Oh, that's interesting. Which is very interesting. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that. Why the why would the U.S. government be funding a thing that then they're also going on and trying to monitor for ISIS and child porn and all this stuff? Like, why why are we even funding that? Must have some uh, investments in there. Right. Yeah. The U.S. must be doing right. Exactly. The the only reason that we're funding it is because we're probably like we were probably running Silk Road. That's probably what was happening. Uh, anyway, I know this might have taken a few attempts, but hopefully you understand it a bit better. No, I think I think that's awesome. Pretty clear, uh, and we really appreciate the information. Need any help with any UK facts or other things? Don't be afraid to send an email back, Dan, with a little smiley face. Thank you, Daniel. We really appreciate uh, your support and the email. Pretty good, right, Joey? Fantastic email. All right, what? Good. You were gonna say something? No, it's just like, sir, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, and and it's so obvious. I mean, I. Like, I don't, I don't mean it the way this is going to sound, but it's like not to impugn Daniel, but it's just like a regular person from the world was able to just shut Trump down so quickly. Well, why were the moderators not able to, to do that? That's their job. Yes. It just seems crazy that we're just going to let this guy ramble and, and whatever. Whatever. There's only a couple of months left to Trump, really, Joey. I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. By the numbers, he's, uh, he's got it. We're going to get into it later with a 2016 update. We got an email from Timo, and then we'll move on to uh, our first story, or maybe you'll do your fuck up of the week. We'll, we'll figure it out. Timo says, today you were talking about encryption. Well, this was, I guess, during the Democratic yes. debate. Uh, you made the comment along the lines, terrorists aren't going to have something the NSA can't break. He says, so wrong. <laughs> Dude, 256 AES and 448 Blowfish standards of encryption can never be broken. The computing power needed to break the encryption will probably never exist. Here's an article explaining better than I can. And then he linked to a Reddit yeah. article, which obviously I looked into and because I'm a simpleton did not really uh, truly understand. This technology is very easy to use and widely available across many platforms. PGP encryption for email or any kind of messages is probably one of the most popular. 
You can find myriad apps in App Store or Google Play that use encryption. Unless the government has your private key, they or anyone else will never know what information is being transferred. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I have a couple of quotes from a few Intercept articles that I was looking at that we'll just read just kind of like as a counterpoint to this, but I'm not trying to argue with uh, Timo here. I I appreciate the information. Both iPhone and Android have options to encrypt your phone, info stored, and access to it. So unless someone figured out your passcode or got your phone while unlocked, Never could someone break in. I highly recommend an app called Signal for secure texts and calls to others that have the app. Yeah, dude, anyone can use this stuff. Just wanted to drop a line about it. Love the show, brother. Keep on keeping on. Well, thank you, Timo. We really appreciate the information. These are, you got anything to say about that? I'm confused, to be honest, by the, which things can be encrypted and which things can't be and who can have access to it, how the hackers will get it, how the government finds all this stuff. I don't know. Yeah, well, pretty much what Timo's saying is that you, anybody can have access to these standards of encryption. And if you're using them correctly, they are not... Th- they don't know what's going on. Yeah, Joey, keep your hand up on the mic because I think it's making the... Uh, yeah, don't don't have it on the connector there. It's clipping. Um, pretty much what he's saying is like, if you're using it correctly, the amount of time that it would take for a... Per- forget a person being able to do it, but a computer being able to do it is like hundreds of years it would just take forever to crack this encryption but right i see your face you're like but that can't be true somebody has to be able to hack this stuff correct i have a couple of quotes here that we'll get into and timo definitely i mean if you're listening to this you know right back in if you you know respond this is a good debate and anybody else that that feels uh, like they know what they're talking about let, let's do it uh there's an article on the intercept called democratic debate spawns fantasy talk on encryption which is what we were talking about yes. during the debate uh quote from the article The government has never presented a clear case where encryption has crippled a critical terrorism investigation and law enforcement has other investigative tools in its arsenal, like traditional informants and tips, for example. Now, that's what we were saying, where Hillary Clinton was saying, like, they're blind before the attack, during and after. That's not really true because we found out even in the Paris attackers case, they weren't using encrypted uh, communications. We, we had plain texts that they were just sending yeah. out. And if it feels like, and I'm not saying it's always the case, but it feels like in a lot of these terrorism events, they're not using encryption. Now, to Timo's point, yes, you might not be able to crack that encryption um, in a timely fashion, but if they're not using it, it's certainly not something that we really have to worry about. Uh, the article continues... Even when encryption is present, now this is where it gets interesting, there is evidence that the FBI and other government agencies can hack into suspects' computers and phones, bypassing encryption entirely. Now, So then they would be pointless anyway. Exactly. And that's sort of what, you know, that's the bigger question. And that's sort of, I have another quote that we'll get into, but the question is, okay, so even if you're using encryption, and maybe this was, maybe I didn't articulate it correctly on the last podcast, but this is kind of what I was alluding to. Even if they are using encryption, to me, it feels like the NSA, the FBI, if they want to get into your information, they're going to have a way to get into that information, whether it's bypassing it by hacking, which you know that they're capable of doing. And the article says, you know, it, it's, a, it's a long process, but if they want to do it, they can do it. Yeah. And also, they can put in malware and different things so that before you encrypt something or when you encrypt it to look at it, they have... Oh, they have it already. Yeah, they have access to your, your information before and after the fact so it doesn't really matter whether you've encrypted the the technology so while the encryption yes probably is strong uh and might be (laughs) almost impossible to get through they have ways around it and through it that you know we're probably not privy to the big secret that makes the fbi's anti-encryption campaign a big lie this is the other article from the intercept if you guys wanted to read more about it 
To hear FBI Director James Coney, Comey tell it, strong encryption stops law enforcement dead in its tracks by letting terrorists, kidnappers, and rapists communicate in complete secrecy. But that's just not true. In the rare cases in which an investigation may initially appear to be blocked by encryption, and so far the FBI has yet to identify a single one, which is amazing, by the way, that that's just sort of the prevailing thing that's out there, and these people at the Intercept are like, yeah, they can't give us one case. Yeah, they're just completely <laughs> lying about the fact that, that encryption's a problem. The government has a plan B. It's called hacking. Hacking, just like kicking down a door and looking through someone's stuff, is a perfectly legal tactic for law enforcement officers, provided they have a warrant. And I bet in some cases... They don't even have a warrant. Correct. And law enforcement officials have, over the years, learned many ways to install viruses, Trojan horses, and other forms of malicious code onto suspects' devices. Doing so gives them the same access the suspects have to communications before they've been encrypted or after they've been unencrypted. So my thought process goes, as long as they have the person's phone, they can get the information. Uh, yeah, as long as they have their phone, as long as they have the compu- their computer, as long as they have the ability to send an email to someone and that maybe they click on or they... they they can install something in a in a, a browser so that when they search for something that you know that's in there. There's a million different ways to do it. I mean, back in the day, I used to be able to put you know key key loggers on people's computer and you could see what they're typing, get their passwords yeah. and all that shit. Like that stuff was all readily available. And I was you know uh, a rube. I didn't know what I was doing with any of that technology, but it's pretty easy to use. So I imagine that the NSA and the FBI has that ability. Think about how scary it would be if everyone's phone has a key logger on it. Well, anything that you ever did is just there. Yeah, well, it's I mean, it's your Google history. I mean, think about Ugh. everything that you search. They can certainly access that. And uh, and that's the thing. That's what they're talking about in all these debates. Hillary Clinton, you know, Cruz, Rubio, pretty much everybody. They want the ability for government and private business to work together. To maybe maybe it is a backdoor. I don't know, but you know, it's like they want the them to have as much ability to get into your stuff as easily as possible just in case there's terrorism even though it doesn't seem like that's a big problem not at all that's what they're working on so anyway those are emails we got from daniel and timo uh and kimberly uh, i mentioned at the beginning samsonites nobodies feel free mandatory samson at gmail.com we appreciate the comments the questions everything uh sticker requests whatever so feel free to email in we'll respond to those and if uh we feel like they contribute to the conversation. We're going to put them on the podcast. Isn't that right, Joey? Yes, it is. Here's what I think we should do. We're going to get into the Bill Cosby stuff. We've got a bunch of stuff lined up here. Would you like to do the fuck up of the week while I have a little sip of tart, cherry, and lime polar yes. seltzer? Okay, I would do that Joey. for you. All right. So for this week's fuck up of the week, we're going to Germany. Ah, wonderful. Deutschland. Three burglars try to blow up a condom machine. There'll be cash in that machine and death involved. Wow. All on Christmas morning. The three men put explosive material on the machine. Okay. Two of the three men made it to the car. For whatever reason, the third man did not make it to the car and was hit in the head by a piece of shrap metal. What? Yes. Why Why were they blowing up this condom machine? Because there's money in it. Oh, okay. And condoms, which I yeah, assume they're not getting laid, but that's okay. Especially, it's Christmas morning. What right. else would you want more than cash and condoms? I, I hear you. That's ex- Literally, that's all I wrote on my list. The two men tried to make it to the hospital... But the damage was done. He was dead. Oh. The other two men... I have, like how you wrote this like a little tale. This yes. is very exciting. The two men have been released from police custody for now. And there's videos of the crime scene of condoms and cash on the street. The explosion took place around 740. Wow, 740 in the morning. That's... I feel like late at night, like three in the morning, 
or like 20 to 8 in the morning on a holiday, th- those are like prime time for bad decisions, right? No, no, no. You you want to do it bright and early before Christmas breakfast. Well, that's what I'm saying. But they were probably <laughs> up all night smoking German meth and like going crazy and like, let us break into the, the condom machine. I guess that's a German accent. I can't tell. What else you got there, Joey? That's it. All right. Well, look, I think that's a really nice fuck up. That's the first fuck up of the year and kind of the last one, I guess, because we are recording uh, hours before midnight. Yes. But the Samsonites will be hearing this at 12.01 a.m. Uh, all right. Very good, Joey. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Would you like to get into this Bill Cosby thing? Yes. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure everybody has heard about this by now and people have been talking about it. And usually we don't do this where we get into like the, you know, first we put out kind of a, because it's a gossipy story, essentially. It it's is. Not, it's not hard news. However, obviously this has been in the public uh I, I, the public mindset for quite a while, and it's something that we have covered on the show. I think we did it in episode six with Jared when Jared Freed was on the podcast. Who, by the way, we should get, probably get back. Uh, at Definitely. Some point. Um, good. You going to say something? Yeah, I was saying that w- this story originally goes way back to October 2014, right? Because we had mentioned that the comedian Hannibal Buss yeah. was doing the jokes about Bill Cosby, and that's what kind of brought this back into everyone's mindset. Right. Well, and that's amazing. Yeah, I was thinking about that as I well, let, let's let's do it. Let's let yeah. me just read what's happening, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about it. Cosby was charged with three second degree felony charges of aggravated indecent assault. Each charge holds up to a maximum of ten years in prison. So that's a potential thirty years if he's if he's found guilty of this stuff. Uh, the woman in the affidavit is Andrea Constant, uh, who it stems back to an assault from 2004, I believe. Uh, $1 million bail was set. He posted 10% of that, so obviously he has that type of money. Um, to your point, yeah, the Hannibal Burris thing that you bring up, it's really amazing. It must be fascinating to be Hannibal Burris and kind of like look in the mirror and be like, wow. I did this. Yeah, look at the ripple effects. It's just a joke he was making. I mean... It's not like that stuff hadn't been out there, but for whatever reason, the way he said it and, and when he said it, it really... Uh, it went viral is what happened. Yeah, it just struck a chord for whatever reason. It's very strange. But that stuff had been out there. This woman had sued in 2004. This stuff came a lot later. Yeah. And also, the the other thing that's actually quite shocking is most of the charges that have been brought up against him yeah. have all passed the... the um, yeah, the statute of limitations. Statute of limits. Right. Yeah, this one didn't. It's within days, apparently. I think they had to do it before the new year because yeah. I think it would have uh, it would have run out. Um, I want to say this. Obviously, we've talked about it a lot on the show. I, in my heart of hearts, look at the guy and you read the preponderance of evidence and you see all these women coming out. I mean, is it possible that all of these women are lying? Is it possible that at least one of these women is telling the truth? I think so. I think this guy did what he's being accused of. It's pretty clear that there, there's a a bad past here with this guy yes. that we just didn't know about. For whatever reason, last night when I was reading about it, I saw a New York Daily News cover where they had a picture of Cosby and it said, America's rapist right behind his head. And for whatever reason, that struck me as like, man, we have to be so careful when we do stuff like that because I do think Cosby did this, right? I, I think that mm-hmm. there's so much smoke that clearly there's fire here but say he didn't do it yeah you just ruined a man's life forget yeah i mean ruin his life but you're you're putting out an image of a person with america's rapist like this is the person we're putting out is like of all the rapists in america 
this, this is, is our guy yeah rest of the world this is the guy and it just for whatever reason it just really bothered me um and not because i feel bad i don't feel bad for him i think he probably did do it but you just have to keep that in mind when you see this stuff because that's a huge leap to take without somebody actually being found guilty of anything even though obviously the amount of evidence is that that's out there um and it's also you know it's also like this was a guy that was like a a, a hero in this country you know a father figure whatever yeah. a very successful black you know american. personality american and i don't know for whatever reason just seeing seeing like i don't know it felt like i don't know it's just it's just weird i don't know i'm having you, a hard you, time explaining you, but you just, felt like you lost a hero well it's not even me it's like i don't really have any kind of particular affinity towards you know bill cosby but I, but but what but your idea of what a hero would be yeah and it's just i i imagine that there's a lot of other people definitely that that have you know feelings tied up with that guy and there's probably a lot of people in the black community that like really looked at cosby as somebody that was a you know uh, a role model yeah a role model or whatever i know that there was you know uh there's a big percentage of people that didn't like his, you know, holier than thou bullshit, but like, you know, yeah, it's just, it's just strange to see somebody like that on, on the cover with, you know, rapist right next. It's like, wow, scarlet letter shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, we have to be very careful about it, especially in cases where we don't have this type of evidence and, you know, a lot of people coming forward. I, it's extremely damaging and it's the type of stuff that you're not going to be able to, you know, wash that stain away or whatever, you know? And, ho- and at least they finally have one indictment of it. Yeah. Well, and the other interesting thing is that the other women that accused him are likely going to testify, right? Because even, even though they can't really get in on the act, uh, in terms of, you know, having their cases go to court, although who the hell knows what's going to happen there, but they're, they're going to be able to have their day and, and probably say what he, what he did. I think he's, I mean, I think he's really probably going to go to prison over this for sure. He's finished. Yeah. And he looked so, uh, beleaguered yesterday. If you watch him go to court, he just looked man. Like that guy's not going to make it probably through a trial and all that stuff. It's going to kill him. I mean, the way, the weight of this has to be, cause if you did do it, the guilt you would assume that you'd be feeling over this is probably enormous and the shame of like hiding it for so many years and all this stuff. It's got to be really weighing eating at him. Yeah. Yeah. Or he's, he is truly a a psycho and it doesn't affect him at all, you know? And he's kind of just annoyed by it. Yeah. There's no way to know. No, there's no way to know. Um, all right. Got anything, any last thoughts about that? Not on that. All right. I'm just going to skip ahead a little bit because we got to do our, Again, like I've been talking about, comedyvoices.com. We've been putting in these little like breaks uh, mm-hmm. so like when ads can go back in. I'm just going to skip over the methane leak. We'll do the cable news thing first. That'll get us through about a half hour into the program. We'll take a little break, and then we'll get into the rest of the show. So this is something that I saw that I think is very interesting because we talked about fear-driven rhetoric about ISIS and terrorism by both parties, particularly during debates, uh, which also was aided by the moderators who then go back on cable news after the debates and talk about it and go, it's a big issue that we're talking yep. about. But meanwhile, you're the ones that are shaping this debate. Uh, cable news and terrorism. Obama did an NPR interview the other day, and there's an interesting quote from it, and then we have a couple of stats that I just want to uh, get into. So this is what Obama had to say about it on during his NPR interview. He goes, if you've been watching television for the last month, which, by the way, he's being generous with the last month, all you have been seeing, all you've been hearing about is these guys with masks or black flags who are potentially coming to get you, which obviously he's talking about ISIS. And he's right. That's something that we've been talking about a lot, that this is just, man, they're just putting it out there so much and it doesn't feel 
necessary or that it matches the actual threat. It seems like an overblown thing, but it's really easy to put it on TV and talk about a lot. So we got a couple of graphics here. These are stats that took place from November 21st to December 21st. It's the amount of times that networks like CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News mentioned certain words over the course of a month. Yes. All right. Yeah, well, yeah it's you like great. the show. I mean, it is I very good. Love the graph. From the from November twenty first to December twenty first, CNN mentioned terrorism four hundred and twenty seven times. They mentioned ISIS four hundred and four times. So they mentioned this almost you know a little little more than uh, about eight hundred and thirty times. They mentioned terrorism and ISIS yeah. over the course of a month. Climate change one hundred and thirty five times. Which great because mm-hmm. that's that's only going to kill all of us. Poverty, they only mentioned 34 times. I'm shocked it's even that high. Yeah, right. And, totally. And especially it's fucked up 34 times during the holiday season mm. when people need money, when people, you know, can really use kind of good cheer or whatever. Yeah. We're not going to talk about that. That'll ruin all the ISIS fun that we are having. You know how many times they mentioned CISA, the, uh, the security bill that we talked about, the internet security bill that we brought up last week? How many times did they mention it, Joey? Not, no times. Not a Zero time. times. Not a single time. 800 plus times did they mention ISIS terrorism. They mentioned the... That, that's what's crazy about it. The supposed anecdote, mm-hmm. anecdote to terrorism, right? The cybersecurity and surveillance, all that stuff. Oh, it's supposed to prevent that and help right. it. They mention but it. But they don't mention it. Yeah. Yeah. They mention it no times, which is fascinating because maybe that's not really what it's for. Uh, okay. MSNBC... Terrorism 366 times, ISIS 350 times, climate change 170, so about the same, mm-hmm. poverty 31. Right there. It's right there. It's all even. CISA, zero times. They nice. literally nice didn't bring it up. And that's the supposed liberal network. They're doing the same thing as CNN, which is supposed to be more moderate. Let's go to Fox News. Let's see how different the numbers are in Fox News than the other major networks that are all supposedly very different from each other, Joey. Fox News. Fox News actually mentioned terrorism and ISIS less than CNN and MSNBC. They probably were told to say maybe mention God a little bit more. Uh, maybe more Jesus for the holidays. Maybe, for yeah, Christmas. maybe they're filling in on the war on Christmas. Yeah. Terrorism, they mentioned 288 times. ISIS, 278. So almost the same amount, but we're, we're just going to count those as one thing, right? Yeah. Climate change. Fucking climate change 106 times. So they mentioned it you know, a little bit less, but about the same as MSNBC and about the same as CNN. Poverty, 35 times they mentioned it. That's actually more oh, than the super liberal network, which is staggering, unless the reason Fox News is talking about poverty is because they're complaining that Obama is giving out food stamps. You know, that could be why. How many times did they mention the CISA bill, Joey? The same amount as everybody else. Zero times. Zero times. So across all three of the major networks, the cable news networks that people are going to be listening to, you'd hear terrorism ISIS talked about thousands of times. And you would hear CISA talked about zero times. Which nice. is extremely telling, again, when that's supposedly the thing that is going to keep us safe from cyber attacks and from ISIS, you know, corrupting our children online and all that stuff. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> it shows you what game everyone's playing oh sure i mean and again you know people are going to get mad at obama for they don't like his his isis response or whatever but like we've said a hundred times you're doing the work for the terrorists oh absolutely by terrorizing everybody with the idea that they're coming to get you and that they're a, a massive problem they're simply not that type of a threat and 
it's it's a media creation to a large extent and it's an isis creation because of their propaganda and it's working i i just wonder if they feel people are gonna watch they're watching the news more and more the more times i mention terrorism and isis oh absolutely sure i mean it, it, so it's definitely fear driven yeah, 100% fear-driven, and you're right. That's exactly what it is. It's a hook, because what are you going to do? Not turn on the news tomorrow, because what if there's more information about how ISIS, you it's know, attack hit, a, hit a pipe bomb in your mailbox? Like, that's that's what everybody should be worried about, right? They're coming to your town. They're going to show up at your kid's school and cut their heads off. Like, that's... Tune in. You can't miss this special report. Breaking news. Ah, oh, shut up. It's all fear-mongering. That's all it is, Joey. Uh, all right. We're about 30 minutes into this episode. We're just going to pause for one second, and then we're going to talk about this California methane leak. All right. So this is something that I don't think a lot of people have heard about, because I certainly didn't hear about it. Did you hear about this? I did not hear about this. All right. Uh, Molly's sitting over here. She's kind of sleeping in the bed. Did you hear about the methane leak? She did. Where'd you hear about it? Leonardo DiCaprio apparently had a Facebook post, is what she's telling me. Leo D., love the guy. He was on our first episode. We talked about him at the- uh, Yes, we did. The UN, talking about climate change. Um, all right, so a handful of people maybe found out about this, but I don't think it was like massive news that's being covered. As it should be. At, certainly as it should be, and obviously how it's not going to be covered on the major cable news networks because they're busy talking about Jihadi John. Officials on Monday finally found the source of a massive natural gas leak that's been spewing 128,000 pounds of methane into the atmosphere every day for the last two months, this leak started. Say it again, how much? 128,000 pounds of methane into the atmosphere every day since October 23rd. The company responsible for this is the Southern California Gas Company. It could take several more months to plug the leak coming from a massive underground storage facility 20 miles northeast of Los Angeles. I think the reason it's not a big deal or we don't hear about it is because it's invisible. I'm pretty sure if it was black or blood red. Yeah, certainly. Yes. If the air was just thick with like black, (laughs) obvious smoke. Yeah, of course. Right. But you're absolutely right. It's invisible. They have to add the smell to methane to make it smell like anything. Otherwise, you wouldn't even know that it was a thing. Uh, Environmentalists. I got a couple of like little stats about it. Then we can talk about it. Environmentalists are comparing this to the 2010 Deepwater Horizon spill, which I think is a fair comparison. Oh, yeah. Uh, Because here's here's what makes it a problem methane is 25 to 80 times more potent than carbon dioxide which is the main culprit and the the main cause of climate change it's the worst greenhouse gas that's what what is affecting the climate more than anything methane is way more potent than carbon dioxide and we're just dumping it out into the air but they're not dumping it out but well they are by accident yeah as of december 22nd this leak has leaked 1.6 million metric tons of greenhouse gases into the atmosphere according to the california air resources board environmental defense fund this is a quote from them one of the biggest leaks we've ever seen reported it's absolutely uncontained that's (laughs) that's their direct quote absolutely uncontained i like that yeah that's that might be a good title right the well okay these are just a couple of facts about the well and then i wanted to make an interesting point because we're always hearing about natural gas as like the next that's the clean energy of the future and that's what we should be using we'll get into that in a second the well is eight thousand feet down 
the rescue efforts are about 3,800 feet down right now. So they're not even halfway to, to plugging this leak, which has been going on unabated for two months. Third, listen to this, Joe. Uh-huh. 38% of the Southern California gas company's pipes are 50-plus years old, and 16% are made from corrosive or leak-prone material. So, what the fuck are you talking about? The question. So would that become a infrastructure issue or is it, it would have to be? Infrastructure meaning what? Like publicly funded stuff? No, but yeah. the, well, this is a private company. Now, I don't know if they work with the state or whatever, but I would assume that they're- They need to replace some things. Of course, but they're not going to. And this is part of the problem where people go, look, it's very safe technology. Yeah, unless the pipes are 50 years old and you're using corro- you know, uh, pipes that, that can be- Yeah, that can- become corroded and burst that's the huge issue that's always the problem where they're up in a you know they were going to go drill up in the arctic it's it's safe except within 80 years it's we're gonna fuck up but it's safe okay that's not safe then because you were playing a long game you might be able to make some short profit here but in the long term you're just affecting the climate and the planet in a way that is irreversible in a lot of ways this is the bigger point that i wanted to bring up now obviously this is something that we're gonna have to keep our eye on because this is a huge problem they're saying they're gonna be able to stem the tide of this thing who knows when this is actually gonna stop because with the deep order horizon we know that they had a lot of rescue plans they were gonna do you know shoot sand into it and all this crap and it just didn't work as well as they were saying there were still leaks and that went on for a while right so god knows really what's gonna happen here methane is the main component of natural gas now again methane way way worse for the environment way more potent than carbon dioxide how good is natural gas then for the environment if its main component methane is way worse than the thing that we're trying to get away from by using natural gas did you understand my question fracking these the the methane leaks how how much of a, a a future technology is this doesn't it just seem like they're kind of repackaging an old issue and re you know repurposing it as oh natural gas is clean energy is it wind farms that's going to be clean energy so we'll kill a couple of birds it is what it is yeah but you have to remember who has investments in certain areas of energy and certain companies want to continue the status quo oh no doubt about it i mean every every problem that we have in this country is a status quo problem it's powers that be do not want to relinquish their control over the means of production, over the amount of money that they're making, because why would they? Uh, you can't blame, to a certain extent, you cannot blame corporations and big business for doing what they're, they're doing. To do. Yeah, they're supposed to be trying to make as much money as possible. They, that's their objective. They are not under any obligation, except maybe a moral obligation to try to you know do things in a responsible way it is the job of the government and this is where i i always diverge from libertarians from conservatives it is the job of the government to step in and enforce a quality and a standard of living for the citizens of the country they have to step up against these big corporations banks whatever it is because their objective is not to protect Joey and not to protect Chris and not to protect any of the Samsonites listening to the podcast. Their job is to make money. And look, if the consequence is that we leak a shitload of methane into uh, the some air, gas got it out. Is what, yeah, some gas got out, exactly. Some gas got out might be a good uh, <laughs> title, too. Uh, right. That, that's what they're going to do. And that's the role of the government 
again, I understand that there's a lot of problems with the government, that it's a huge bureaucracy, and things need to be, you know, corrected there. But that's the only mechanism that average citizens have, and that's what we need to be focusing on. That's why you got to get the money out of the government so it can actually go out and, and really perform the tasks that it's supposed to be doing as a representative of the people, right? I mean, that's really what we're working with. And probably what's going to end up happening is right now they won't deal with it, but maybe in like five, six years from now, they'll try to come up with some kind of deal that I guess they owe the government or, or own the environment, whatever, the people, I guess, from the damage. Oh, yeah, some kind of fines. or Some kind of fines like the, how the golf spill in Mexico was done. Right. Well, and that and and that's that's another frustrating thing because okay, it's all well and good they paid you know whatever they're going to end up paying a billion dollars or, or whatever it is or maybe less. Damage is done. You you can't inject the money back into the earth and be like, okay, you healed, you're good. You sure you can't do that? Right. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe we'll maybe Elon because we keep on trying. Yeah. Well, and it's the same thing with a carbon tax. That's the same idea, which I think. Is, is not a good idea because it sends the wrong message where if you're going to do the wrong thing, fine, but you're just going to have to pay for it. No, you can't do the wrong thing anymore. There is no price on this terrible thing that you're doing. The pri- We're all going to pay for it with our lives. That's going to end up being... What no, 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 no. Our grandchild's lives. Come on. Sure, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll be fine, right? Our kids are going to suffer. But but you understand what I'm saying? And, and you're right. The the fine thing, it's all well and good, but it really doesn't... It doesn't fix the problem no, it, it might pay for some people that had to move out of their houses or, or lost wages some businesses are going to go but it, it doesn't fix the big problem which is methane is just leaking out into the into the uh the atmosphere see because the only way to fix a lot of this is to actually have the government or some kind of third-party source look at all the infrastructure or how all these companies are using the tools to you know, the products, the the gas, the oil, yeah, yeah. whatever it may be, and go, some of this stuff is old. Why don't you reinvest, put money back into the economy, and fix what's going to be broken? Yeah. And be preemptive. Yeah, of course. But that's but that, again, is another principle of... of you got to cut costs, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. The yeah, you b- can't Big do it. businesses and corporations, again... Don't, if it's not broken, why fix it? Yes, it might. It certainly could result in a massive problem that we're, we're going to have to deal with later. But we're going to wait for that. Yeah, but we're going to wait till that happens because what's the worst case scenario? We're going to make all this money leading up to that, and then okay, so we'll just we'll spend the money later. We'll pay a couple of fines, and who gives a shit? We already made the money, and the damage is already done. Who cares? There's no reason for them to invest in preventative measures that seems like that's a that's an overarching theme i feel like of this country mm-hmm. we are not really concerned about anything until it is a fucking emergency yes that that even goes to our healthcare system and everything where there's no preventative care it's like oh boy his legs falling off we better go to the like it, it's it's put out fire shit it's not let's not make buildings out of uh you know f- fire uh well i can't think of the fire word. flammable uh, uh materials you know what i mean that that's how we kind of run in this country it's a weird thing and, and you could see it i don't know whether it's it's the chicken or the egg whether the corporations have created that environment or just kind of the general mindset of this I country. i think it's a little bit of both yeah they kind of go hand in hand right i don't know joey but this is a this is a big one and it's also it's crazy that this shit is not being talked about you know that this is not out there more so yeah the the other thing that was interesting was they talk about a December 17th that had a small plane that had an infrared camera. Yeah. So you could actually see the images of all the methane 
erupting from the San Fernando Valley. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's a video if you guys go online. Uh, oh, yeah. By the way, if you if you were going to watch the video of this podcast, I know it's a little late to mention it. Uh, we're doing it from my house, so we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. We're just gonna put the uh, the audio up on SoundCloud, and I'll probably put just the audio only up on YouTube. Uh, right. But if you go online, you can see the video infrared of like this black methane just spewing pouring out into the atmosphere and yeah if that shit was visible i think people would probably have a problem with it because it's blocking out the sun (laughs) but no it's clear so we don't really have to worry about it uh Uh, all right anything else to say about that it's a lot of gas (laughs) yeah sure is joey uh iran nuclear deal update you ready for this yes this is a quick one on Monday, Iran shipped 25,000 pounds of low-enriched uranium to Russia by ship, marking one of the most vital steps yet in the implementation process. I have a quote from Secretary of State Jonathan Kerry. He says, I am pleased to report that we have seen important indications of significant progress towards Iran completing its key nuclear commitments under the deal. So Iran has taken a bunch of their low enriched uranium, sent it to Russia as per the deal. Which good is, job, guys. Which is very good. I'll point this out. There's a caveat that I read today. Uh, President Rouhani of uh, Iran apparently said that the U.S. is like being aggressive even despite the deal. And so they're stepping up their ballistic missiles program just to like prove that they're, you know, they're strong. That but, seems like the wrong message to be sending. Well, who's the here's the here's you're right, but here's the question: Who are they sending that message to? Is Iran doing that to tell the United States, "Be careful, we're going to bomb you"? Or are they doing it to their own people to be like, "Look, yeah, we're in this deal with America, but they're not, they're not they, our, they, they don't control us." Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it's a little bit of posturing on their part. I think cooler heads should prevail here. They're doing what they should be doing as far as the nuclear deal. That's the big picture. The nuclear thing is what we don't want them to have. Yes. They're going to have missiles and different shit like that. Their capability to fight a war will still exist. We don't want them to have nuclear weapons. That's, that's a, that's not a good scenario where Iran has a nuclear weapon. And I feel like we're moving to a point where they're not going to have that. So that's, that's really good. Um, but I don't want to like obscure the fact that, you know, there isn't still, you know, at least, political tension between the two the two countries if not more well i i just feel that they made out like bandits with a hundred billion dollars and all that with the money yeah iran gets they get access to a hundred billion dollars of frozen assets that's awesome frozen frozen oil assets essentially as long as the deal remains now they haven't gotten that money yet though that's the thing like as they keep working towards certain benchmarks in the deal then that money gets released and again, most of those sanctions, I think people have kind of a, a misconception that that money just goes right into the pockets of you know the leaders of Iran, and now they're going to use that to what destroy Israel or something. Fun terrorism. Yeah, for the most part, sanctions are hurting the middle class people of Iran. It's not re- because they can't get goods and services and things like that. It's not really affecting the you know the the Ayatollah or whatever. That that's just not how that's just not how it's working. So. Yes, Iran is going to have more money to potentially fund terrorism, like you mentioned, or, or or do different things that we would rather they don't do. But again, big picture, you don't. The biggest thing we don't want them to do is have a nuclear weapon and use it. Yes. So, okay, in the short term, if we're going to allow them to have some money, maybe they are going to fund some terrorism this, the same way our our wonderful allies Saudi Arabia have and continue to do for for years and don't help us fight wars. We we have to be willing to allow some shit that we don't like 
in the face of something that is much uh, the more lesser important. of two evils. It's the lesser of two evils, exactly. Uh, all right. So that's what I got there on the Iran nuclear deal update. We have the Tamir Rice thing, a 2016 update. This quick thing about Elon Musk. And then, Joey, I'm very excited about your year in review. Okay. Are you excited about it? Yes. I think the Samsonites are. Uh, so this is a this is a, this is a tough one. This is something that we've talked about a lot since it started. Yes. Uh, we've given some updates, and I think pretty recently we had an update about it. Tamir Rice, uh, Cuyahoga County Prosecutor Timothy J. McGinty announced on Monday that Officer Timothy Lehman or Loman would not face charges for killing 12-year-old Tamir Rice within seconds of his arrival onto the scene. Uh, Prosecutor McGinty called it a perfect storm of human error. That sounds like a great title. Yeah, maybe that is a great title. Why don't you write that down? Um, you got any initial thoughts on this, show? Obviously, this is a story that we've talked about a lot, and we... You know, I think we just watched the video a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yes, uh, the story has been ongoing. The, the most, I think, the most difficult part of the story is trying to see it through the cops' perspective. Okay, oh, taking a because I, because because a lot of times we put a lot of pressure on them, which there are right. there is yes, but certain information wasn't given to them that should have been given to them, which right, is an ongoing theme of the perfect storm of human error. Right. So I, I know we covered it a lot, but... No, it's, but let's get into it, though, because this is kind of the... I mean, there is nothing probably more going to happen with this story. So Yeah, it's true. So I guess from the cop's perspective, they get a call... There was a kid running around with a gun. Right. Per se. So they go, and that's exactly, they arrive on the scene, and that's exactly what happens. He pulls out a gun. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, if you, you know, I read quite a bit about the decision and different, you know, factors that went into the thing. They apparently had, like, an FBI, um, like, video team come in, like, these video experts where they blew up certain aspects of the video, and they're saying that, indisputably, uh, Tamir Rice pulls a gun out from his waistband as the cops come. Now, again, we know it's not a real gun. It's a it's an, a pellet gun or whatever he's got. We know that, but they don't. Well, and part of the part of what the decision was is that the they received a call that a, a guy, I don't even know if they said a kid, somebody who's running around a park with a gun, probably fake was what the guy what the phone call said. This information supposedly was not related to the cops when they showed up. So, they show up thinking there's a, a man running around the park with a gun still. Okay, fine. If you want to get, I, I don't necessarily believe that that's something that's out there. I don't necessarily believe that that's true. Why? First of all, why wouldn't they get that information? And the fact that they didn't get that information, that, that County should get there. They should get sued till the cows come home because that's a huge factor it, saying the gun is probably oh, game changer versus not knowing that the gun is fake that that's that's the that's the whole basis of the case fine okay but let let's even say for a second fine maybe they don't know they think it's a real gun you show up it's obviously a 12 year old kid they they said that they thought the guy was like 20 some years old he's 12 so that's a crazy mistake and also when you watch the video they pull up within feet of this kid yes and shoot him within seconds of getting out of the car i mean it's like one, i guess two, uh, and, dead and also that would be most against the protocols that they're taught totally and that's 
that's the training issue. That's where I was going, right? And that's the thing that we saw with Laquan McDonald, where, which again, I have an update about that next week. I don't want to like uh, get into it too much, but the you know the I forget who the guy was, but whatever, he was like part of the the protective union or whatever. I forget what it was, but he said that this is not their pro- the training protocol. It's not their job to get the situation handled in seconds. It could take hours to handle the situation. And right, they should be looking for cover. They shouldn't be... If you think it's an active shooter in a park that's a danger to you, why would you pull up... Why not why even pull just, up right next to him? Yeah, why not hit him with the car? <laughs> if you're going to pull up within feet of this person, why, why wouldn't you... Exi- like, nah. pull away, get behind the car, get out, yell at him. Say, get the bullhorn out. Exactly. Right. So to me, there's a lot of factors in this case that even even accept that they're saying that they thought it was a real gun. They didn't handle it correctly. And and then still, it's a 12-year-old kid that didn't have a real gun. And he's dead now because of, of a number of factors. And I, I think the most telling thing is the fact that it's supposed to be a ground, a ground jury decides if the cops could even be indicted instead of even charging them they're not even being charged because right. you could be charged and not found guilty yes we sh- the family should have at least got that much out of it that there is charges brought and we can go to the court of law to see if justice can prevail yeah uh, absolutely and this is what we've seen a number of times we saw with eric garner and we've seen it uh you know it just keeps playing out over and over again where they don't with uh, michael brown right i mean they mm-hmm. you, you, they the reluctance to put the police on trial is disturbing. It's a disturbing trend. One of the the officers has already uh, had a mistrial in the Freddie Gray case. What if you think that you're doing your job and you can defend it and say, this is how we were taught, this is the proper protocol and all that stuff. What is wrong with going into public court in the public eye and, and telling the truth. Telling the truth, right. Why is that such a a difficult thing to to to, to enact? I, I just don't understand it. And the only reason that you can really come to is that we're not holding the police accountable because they're not accountable in, in these cases. They, they cannot be held to account, so we're just simply not going to because if you actually put them on trial and you put the facts out, there's a high likelihood that people are going to go, oh, well, you acted completely inappropriately, so we don't even put them in that position. But see, my argument is that it's still a trial. The, the, you know, it has to be beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. That oh, goes a long way. Yeah, you're saying that probably in all likelihood the cops wouldn't even be found no. guilty anyway. Right. But at least let's go through the motions of doing such. This just totally denies that from even happening. Yeah, totally. And it's it's despicable. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yes, at least go through the motions. It's a good way to put it because it's like, yeah, maybe they won't be, you know, found guilty or whatever. But right, let's at least pay lip service to the idea of justice, you know, and and we're just not doing that. So it's very sad this kid, this 12-year-old kid lost his life over something that, to, to me, any reasonable person looking at it, yes, I understand the cops have a difficult job, but looking at it, you can't look at this situation and be and say that this was how it should have gone down. There's There's no way. And a part of me really doesn't understand what the, uh, what Tamir was actually thinking because in some of the articles I read, it said that his friend, who whose gun it actually is, told him that day to be very careful with it because sure. it looks like a real gun. Yeah, well, he's 12. You know, he's a 12-year-old kid. I mean, you go back and think about the stupid shit that you did when you were 12. It's yeah. like, you, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you know you shouldn't do, but you're like, mm, this might be fun. Yeah, we do it anyway. Yeah, it, it's fun. 
so you know murdered for fun is essentially what happened with this kid and it's it's uh yeah the new york times i think put out an editorial that he this would not have happened if he was white do you get any put any credence to that joe i'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole yeah i mean i again it's not something you can really know however based on what we've seen play out a number of times i think well i'm pretty sure what we're, uh, I'm assuming if if Tamir was white, the cops would have not put that close to him right. and shot him, I'm assuming. Sure. The the perception of threat is what is often, you know, at the heart of a lot of these things where you just, it seems like the cops consciously or unconsciously look at black people, black teenagers, black children in this case, as a bigger threat than they are. The, looking at a 12-year-old and thinking that he's in his 20s, means that you're perceiving him in a way that is is completely out of bounds with what it's not reasonable right it's not reasonable so that that's the thing and i and i think look at the planned parenthood shooter in colorado he's alive laquan mcdonald is dead yeah we're talking about a 17 year old with a knife we're talking about a whatever 40 50 year old with a gun who's actually killed people the white dude the white crazy guy's alive and the the you know, the the black kid is dead in the street. So I guess the Times is pretty much right with that then, with that comment. Possibly, yeah. I mean, look, again, you never know, but I think it's a, I think it's a bold statement to put out there and it's, it's food for thought for people that aren't on board with that. It's also a divisive thing. I think there's going to be a lot of white people, particularly, that are going to read that and be like, oh, here they go. Liberal rag, you know, talking about how everybody's racist. No, not everybody's racist, but there's certainly it's obvious that there is some kind of problem between the police and and minorities and the, and the black community that keeps getting played out over and over again so why are we going to pretend that it's not a problem sure there's probably fault a little bit on both sides which we usually acknowledge yes yeah, probably this 12 year old kid yeah you shouldn't have a real you know looks like a real gun in your waistband and like fucking around fine is that a reason why he should be dead no no and that's the that's the issue, and that's what we have to get to the bottom of. If you think the kid should die over that, then fine. Then we don't have to talk to you about it. But I don't think any reasonable person wants to see a twelve year old get killed when he's just playing in the park. You know, and, and these are things, these are conversations that need to be had. So, anyway, that's that's it for the Tamir Rice case. We'll we'll see. Obviously, if there's any anything more coming out of that, but no, I think it's done. Yeah, it doesn't appear that this kid's going to get uh, get justice, and it's just another case where. That's it. That that's what happened. All right, switching gears a little bit, uh, we're going to go into this 2016 update, and then I just want to mention this Elon Musk thing. Then we're going to close the program out. The first episode of the new year with Joey's year interview. A new CNN poll has definitely not going to be president presidential candidate Donald Trump. Twenty one points ahead of his next closest rival, Ted Cruz nationally trump is at 39 percent cruz 18 carson and rubio 10 percent apiece followed by chris christie the overweight governor of new jersey at five percent Rand paul jumping up at four percent which isn't a huge jump but good we've talked about it yes. he's had some strong debate performances uh pulling ahead of jeb at three percent uh carly fiorina is nowhere to be mentioned floundering she's at one percent so that's the end of carly fiorina thoughts joey uh, you sent me the thing about uh the uh 
the polling. Yeah. And I really enjoyed uh, number 12. Do you think... Oh, this is, this, this is... Yeah, this is a PDF file that I sent yes. to Joe. It's the CNN uh, ORC. Like, it's their poll. Obviously, they, they do the Republican likely voters, possible voters. They do Democrats. They do a bunch of different questions yes. in the survey. So, go ahead, Joe. So, question 12. Do you think Republicans have a better chance of winning the presidency in 2016 if Donald Trump is the party's nominee, or do they have a better chance of winning with someone else as the party's nominee? Uh-huh. From December 17th to the 21st, 2015, better chance with Donald Trump at 46%, better chance with someone else, 50%. Right. Right. So more people think that they have a better chance if Donald Trump is not. And that's interesting because that's 96%. So that's pretty much everybody agree. You know, like that's everybody has kind of weighed yes. in on that. And people have an opinion. So everyone that. agrees that Ed, they would have a better chance of somebody else. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but the majority of people are he's sure. in of the twenty one point lead, right? So you please explain that to me because my head is just I I, I can't get around. That. Yeah, it makes your brain throb with uh, with aggravation. Yeah, I mean anybody else is better, but he's a twenty one point lead. He, okay, well here's here's what it says to me. First of all, the first thing it says to me is Trump is fun to listen to now for a certain population of people, and so when they ask who you support, they go, oh, I'm supporting Trump. When it actually comes to voting, are they really going to support Trump? No, I don't think so. Beyond that, it does seem like cognitive dissonance, but it makes sense for what we've talked about on the show. People are supporting Trump now. However, they think that there might be a better candidate that they'd probably be better off with a different candidate. Cruz. No. However, there isn't another candidate in the field that they're willing to support, which is why I think if it got to a convention and they trot out Mormon King Mitt Romney... You might see that support go to Romney because they might look at him and go, well, we clearly have a better chance with this guy than we now would with any of these. Right. Now's his time. That's all speculation. But to me, all it says is we like what Trump is saying. However, we understand that this guy is not probably going to be elected. We'd rather support somebody else, but there isn't anybody else for us to support. So we're stuck with this guy for now. We'll see what happens when people start voting. Six weeks. Six weeks. Big time. 21 points is a big lead, but that is almost a clown car lead. Like that's like an absurd lead that there's no way he's actually going to hold that type of, uh, of support over everybody else in the party. It just doesn't make sense. No, he claimed that he was going to use $2 million of his own money to buy campaign ads. Good. That's not, en- States. not enough money. You think he's going to be doing that? <laughs> no, or no, I don't think he's going to be doing that. I don't think he's going to be doing that. One of his former aides, I, I read an article the other day, I think it was in Politico where he was talking about, how he still look i still he had to first of all this aide had to quit the trump campaign because he tweeted the n-word at one point in a tweet because oh sure why, why not but he was talking about how trump is not going to be able to make it to south carolina he doesn't have enough infrastructure he doesn't have the money he's just not doing it so he might win even an early primary but there's probably a super unlikely scenario where he gets three four primaries it's just not going to happen it's just going to lose steam because he's not going to win them how many primaries are you giving him Four. Three, three, four. Hmm. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I don't we know. We have to come up with something. Okay, we'll think about it going into next week. We've got to come up with some kind of like over-under on Trump primaries. Yes. All right, we could do that. And I think we could even do it on percentages. You know, what what kind of percentage do you think Trump's going to win? Ooh. All right, so that's something we'll think about. You remind me. We'll do that. Because I love making stupid bets. Of course you do. Yeah, which you usually lose. <laughs> yes, I do. Kane Velasquez, Brock Lesnar, just to name one. Uh. 
Anderson Silva, <laughs> Jail Sonnen, just to name another. <laughs> Jeb Bush, listen to this, challenged Trump to a debate. That's not going a anywhere. A one-on-one debate. It's not going anywhere. Donald, I'll take you on one-on-one in a debate anytime, anyplace. You name it, and I'll do it. That's what Jeb had to say. You think that's going to happen, Jeb? No. <laughs> it's absurd. No. I would pay. I would sell you to ISIS to have that debate happen. Oh, thanks. Uh, you could still watch it. They'd probably be interested. It'd be <laughs> fun. Yeah, that's just not going to happen. I, I, too little, too late. Yeah, it is. It's really sad. It's sad to watch this this guy just like, yeah, Jeb, embarrassing. I mean, I really felt like Jeb was going to, even though, you know, obviously his campaign was a disaster and it didn't really seem like it was going anywhere. You got to figure he's at least a sensible person, probably more so than a lot of the other people in the, in the Republican side, but it just never manifested. Except the funny thing about this whole process yeah. is the fact that anyone, anytime anyone attacked Donald Trump, they would drop in the polls and he would raise. So with all this of who said it, you were going to lose if you said anything against him. Yeah, it's, it's how you're saying it, though. That's the thing. They, I think I think Cruz has kind of figured it out, obviously. That's why he's jumping up in the polls. Um, Carson, I guess, but Carson really didn't attack him. The, the thing with Trump is, again, you can't look weak when you're attacking him, which is what Bush always did every time he would try to go yeah jeb yeah you're a real tough guy jeb and he would just like shrug him off like an asshole the way to go after trump is Rand paul did it to a certain extent you go after him calmly with a fact and Mm -hmm. you go you you just make him look stupid by being calm because he can't really respond to something if he doesn't if he's actually wrong about it he can't he can't really come back at it it makes him look stupid or you come at him really hard and you you go you know donald you're don't don't interrupt me blah blah blah. you gotta like really go straight at him but i think Rand paul and cruz have kind of found the way to go at it where they go look i i uh like donald trump but you know you appease him you stroke his stupid little hairpiece and then (laughs) and then you say something negative about him and that's kind of how it works out that's my 2016 update very exciting we are now in election year yes which is very cool uh obviously we're gonna keep our eye on all this stuff and six weeks, right? Six weeks. All right. We'll see what happens. Let me just close out with this. You don't mind getting into this Elon Musk thing real quick. No, we it's can. Just, it's just interesting. And then we'll do your, uh, your, your interview. So Washington Think Tank Information Technology and Innovation, Innovation Foundation, nominated Tesla and SpaceX founder Elon Musk for Luddite of the Year. Now, as I mentioned, a Luddite is a 19th century uh, anti-technologist person that was scared of like the industrial revolution and they would destroy looms and different different new uh, technological advances because they were worried about technology being a problem the reason why elon musk who is like a billionaire and thinker and technologist the reason why he was nominated is because of his concerns about artificial intelligence which is shared by bill gates stephen hawking these are also people that this group have called alarmists and are are saying that they're luddites which is just so ironic and the type of like you know shaming we talk about shaming they're 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 alarm you know they're they're technology shaming these people being like (laughs) they're trying to hold us back meanwhile bill gates invented computers uh elon musk has rockets hawking is working on the theory of all things like these are the brightest people that we have some of the biggest names in technology they're they're just being cautious and warning us that if we create artificial intelligence it might 
kill us all. Yes. That doesn't make them a Luddite. That just makes them sensible. And obviously, as people who are at the top of the field, we maybe should listen to them. Yeah. And the, the other thing is, Musk even recently offered to to back OpenAI, which is the, uh, a, it's a nonprofit organization, intelligence research company looking to advance digital intelligence in the way that it's go. most likely to benefit humanity as a whole, unconstrained by a need to generate financial return. Oh, well, wonderful. That seems like a mistake. Well, why do you think that's a mistake? <laughs> why do you think that's a mistake? Because you're trying to have open AI, so it would be artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. and you don't have to rely on any money to fund it. Right. It's open source, essentially. People yes. can all work on the project collectively. Yeah. What happens when the wrong person works on it? Well, sure, but that's also... You're right. That's always going to be a, a concern, but I think the bigger concern is when you look at private companies that might be working on this stuff, what are they going to do? They're going to equip it to be ro- killing robots that work for the military, or they're going to go down and dig wells for fucking southern gas companies and shit like that. So, you know, I I understand what he's doing. And again, right, he's helping fund this stuff. He's not saying, no, let's stop advancing technology. He's just saying, if we're going to advance the technology, let's r- think about the consequences before just diving in head first, you know? It's just, it just funny to me, and it's just such an ironic, uh, it's very 1984 type shit where they're going to call the most advanced, you know, somebody that's really advancing technology in, in a way that a lot of people, other people aren't, they're going to call him a Luddite. Yes. Sure, yes. Peace is war. Yeah, we get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, that's my piece on that. About an hour, 10 minutes into this thing, I think this is a good episode. I'm really enjoying it. Joey, why don't you fill us in on what happened over the course of the past year, 2015. All right. So we're going to go by dates, and you're going to try to guess what happened on that date. All right. Hold on. I'm just going to have a sip of uh, tar cherry and lime polar okay. seltzer. So what I'm going to try to do is give you a date and maybe give you a few keywords, and you're going to try to guess what the story was about. All right. Okay. All right. That's fine. And then we're going to talk about it a little bit, right? Maybe not. Maybe so. It depends. Well, yeah, depending on what it is. Okay. It depends if it's sex or How many you got here? This, this is what I'm interested in. Okay. Because you've been working on this for a couple of weeks. Yeah, a couple of weeks. So the, Get your hand off the bottom of the thing. Yeah. The magic go. number I have for you, we don't have to do them all, is 48. Yay. You have 48? Yes. Oh, my God. Well, I'm not going to guess all 48, but all right. That's, okay. that's impressive. So here we go. All right. January 23rd, 2015. This is early on in the year. The Supreme Court. Uh-huh. Oklahoma. Go. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, Supreme Court, Oklahoma? Yes. Well, is it... It has to do with gay marriage, potentially? No. It has to do with cruel and unusual punishment. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, the uh, the death penalty. Yeah, they said that it was okay to use the... Uh, the they will the review ju- the lethal injection program. Right, hold on, hold on one second. The thing is coming loose, I think. Ah. S- stop moving that around so much. I'm not. Okay? Yeah. February 1st, the Super Bowl. What ha- what happened during the Super Bowl? Was this the, oh, oh, was this the, the goal line uh, fuck up by the, this is the Patriots and the Seahawks? Yes, the goal line right? fuck up was yeah. one of them, okay. but there was a bigger story at halftime. What was the halftime story? Oh, the, oh, I know what it is. The, uh, the Katy Perry uh, halftime show, right? With yes, the but what about it? No, it's not a dolphin. What was it? Left shark. Oh, a shark. Okay. Well, it was the left shark. I'm counting that one. Okay. All right. February 5th. Yep. I'm checking my sweatshirt off. This is getting serious. Chapter 11. Yes. Who went bankrupt? When is it? February? 5th. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know. Donald Trump, one of his casinos? Nope. Who? Radio Shack. Oh, That was boy. the end of Radio Shack. Radio Shack, home of the $90 HDMI cable. <laughs> Good. <laughs> February 26, 2015. A picture of a dress. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the gold white dress, of course. To this day, the other day, me and Molly were sitting around on the couch. She's flipping through her, her, you know, her photo gallery. She comes across the dress, and she's like, this goddamn thing is white. And I was like, are you kidding me it's so obviously to me it's so clearly blue it's never been anything else that she saw it as white i was like yep. amazing same day yeah oh my god the same day as the dress as the dress february what is this 26th yes day that goes down in infamy go ahead pleads guilty in federal court to a charge of unauthorized removal and retention of classified information chelsea manning david petraeus David Petraeus, sure. You know what David Petraeus got? A fine and some probation. He's not in Russia. He's not in solitary. He's he's great. Okay. Piece of garbage. I'm going to name a few nouns and stuff, a few things, and you're going to guess what it is. <laughs> a few nouns and stuff, sure. That might be the title. A few <laughs> nouns and stuff might be the title of the episode. Okay. Good. <laughs> Good. Do, you, do you want me to write that down, or are you going to write down the time code so we can get that? I'll, I'll write it down. Write it down right Good. now. Okay. April 4th. Uh-huh. Danny's birthday. Unarmed man. Uh huh. Police officer. South Carolina. Oh, Walter Scott. Yes. Yeah, that was a bad one. That's the clearest example of unnecessary. I mean, where he shot him what eight times in the back or whatever for uh, for fleeing his car. Yes, essentially. Yeah, but at least that guy went to goddamn jail and he's going to be tried. You know, they handled it correctly. There are examples over the course of the year that we've talked about where things actually went the way that they were supposed to go uh, ex- save for the fact that the you know uh, an unarmed person got murdered okay april 25th okay protests baltimore yeah freddie gray yes sure okay i think i'm doing pretty well with this you're doing fantastic thank you but you're only up to number nine. Oh, okay. We only, we only have, what, 39 more to go yes. that's fine listen samsonites before we go any further we love you guys. We really appreciate all the support. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash Mandatory Samson. You can get in touch with us at MandatorySamson at gmail.com. Uh, you guys can go on YouTube.com slash Mandatory Samson, watch full episodes, watch the show stream live every Thursday at 4 p.m. You can also go on Twitter. I'm at ManSamp. Joey's at Joey from Jersey with a Z. We're also on Snapchat with those exact same usernames. I'm sure people are enjoying this. I just want to put that information out there. Please continue because I'm having a lot of fun with okay. this show. April 30th. Yep. Space. Space? Oh, the Mars rover? Messenger. Close enough, though. All right. Well, that's the, that's the same idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all the same. All right. May 3rd. Yeah. Islamic gunman. Okay. Drawings of Muhammad. Oh, sure. The Draw Muhammad concert, uh, contest out in uh, Texas there. Yes. By that crazy woman whose name I, uh, now escapes me, but... Yeah, that's a good one. I liked talking about that one because two assholes don't make a right, I believe is what we yes, called that was. episode, MSP, whatever it was. But yeah, don't shoot people for drawings and don't uh, provoke people when you know they're going to shoot you. <laughs> Maybe we can all work together on this situation and everything will be fine. May 17th. Yeah. I'm just going to give you one word. Okay. Two words, and you can tell me what it is. All right. The one word is two words? I'm so confused. No, no, no. <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give you two words. Uh-huh. Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks? Yes. 
Pamela Anderson no. had her breasts reduced? The shootout oh. in Waco, Texas. Yes, the banditos will rise again or whatever. Yes. Yeah, okay. That was a, a crazy story. That's another example of white people not getting killed probably when they could have been. Oh, absolutely. Nobody well, they only died, were, though. Yeah, at the hands of each other. The cops showed up and they were like, hey, fellas, settle down. They didn't shoot anyone. May 20th. Mm-hmm. Broadcasts the last episode of a show. What? Late night show. Oh, David Letterman. Yes. Yeah, who I think you took a stance against. You said he was uh, overrated or something, right? I believe that's what I said. <laughs> yeah, well, you're a crazy person. I miss David Letterman. I still do. And apparently, according to my dad, could be factually, completely factually inaccurate, uh, Stephen Colbert's ratings are not doing very well. Wow, I'm shocked by that. I am too. It's probably not, not true. Who knows? This is one of the best stories of all year. Has been in everyone's minds forever. Okay. I'm going to give you the date. Uh-huh. And then you're going to ask me questions and, and, and we're going to get this. <laughs> okay. You should be able to ask me two questions to get to this. All right. May 22nd. Wh- wait, so I'm supposed to ask you questions yes. based on May 22nd? Yeah, May 22nd. Give me- Biggest some- story of the year. You got to get you got to give me something. I don't know. Because are you the one saying that this is the biggest story of the year? Because I guarantee I don't know. Yes, I'm saying it's the biggest story of the year. All right. You got to give me politics. Oh, what? Donald Trump enters the race? No, that comes later. But remember that. All right. What is just as big as Donald Trump entering the race? Jesus, I don't know. Oh, the I don't know. Hillary's scandal. Email scandal? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was, that's what I was that, okay. We've been dealing with that since May 22nd. enough with her goddamn emails anderson the middle class in this country is being squeezed for millionaires and billionaires enough with her goddamn emails nice (laughs) that's that's a good bernie sanders it's a great bernie sanders it's gonna be a good year joey good june 2nd Uh uh-huh you know what? I don't even like this we're gonna no just tell me what you're gonna skip it now what is it It june 2nd it was the usa freedom act oh well that's one worth putting out there sure edward the the Fruits of Edward Snowden's labor, you know, uh, become vine ripened, and uh, and then they pass CISA a few months later and kind of undo all that. But great, metaphone data, right? Crazy. June fourth, hackers. Uh, anonymous goes after somebody. Close enough. Chinese hackers hack everything and get personal data of nearly 4 million U.S. federal government workers. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and Chris Christie's still really upset about that. As he should be. <laughs> now, he's also upset that... I, no, never mind. Whatever. I was just going to make some kind of food joke, but that the <laughs> McRib got canceled. I don't know. Whatever. The, the following day... Uh-huh. May the 5th be with you. No. Oh, no. That's the 4th. We're in June now. This is June 5th. Oh, June. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Do you feel like we're doing a little bit of a... Lo- it's a little bit looser at the end here because we're just sitting in my basement. It's like right Yes, but, but, uh, but I'm having a good time. I and, am too. And yeah. I hope you are. Fuck it, Joe. Yeah, it's the it, end of the year. Let's if not, ourselves. I could just redo these boring stories or we can comment about it. June 5th. Uh-huh. Pool party. Oh, sure. That might be my... And I'm, again, I'm going to use the word favorite, but I don't, I don't by any means mean like I loved watching this. But just in terms of like egregious behavior and just summing up kind of how the the terrible relations between black people and cops and whatever and police violence and just overusing their power. Yeah, that idiot 
barrel rolling his way into a children's pool party <laughs> and handcuffing a, a, an innocent girl in a bikini. Yeah. That video and is the just... the pointing of the gun is the... <laughs> that video is amazing. That is just an amazing video to watch. Like, if you knew nothing about our culture, like, if you just showed up on the planet and you were able to understand everything and you watched that, you'd look at it and be like, wow, these people are... They're, this is great. Why do they even allow this to happen? This is insane. Yeah, it's... That video is just staggering to watch. It's awesome. Uh, in a, in the worst way possible. Okay. It's awesome, yeah. This one is uh, June 6th. Okay. And I'm just going to say Horsies. Oh, the Triple Crown. Uh, yes. Winner for the first time in whatever. How many years, Joey? 37. 37 years. What was the name of that horse? American, American Pharaoh. Pharaoh. That's right. That is one of my favorite calls of all time. Like when that horse is coming down the stretch there, that's an exciting call to watch. June 9th. Mm-hmm. Biggest personal transformation somebody had this year. I'm going to go ahead and say that a former Olympian, Bruce Jenner, mm-hmm. comes out as sexy woman of the year, Caitlyn Jenner. Is that correct? Yes, it is. All right. What was the magazine? Um, Vanity Fair? Yes, it was. Okay. The, I'm actually impressing myself. You're doing a hell of a job with Thank this. You. Thank you. Great job. And I'm I'm impressing myself but being able to You're call any of this crap. Yeah. June 16th. Uh-huh. Business Giant. June 16th, Business Giant. Mm-hmm. The fuck? Oh, is that Trump? Yes. Yeah, okay. Trump Trump joins the uh Trump begins his meteoric rise to the White House, which is never going to happen. Which incidentally will be called the Gold House when he gets there. <laughs> <laughs> that is really good. Yeah, thank you. June seventeenth. Mm-hmm. Uh one of the shootings. Yeah. Uh I uh, it's depressing, but I don't know. Name that church or Oh sure, yeah. The uh God, why can't I think of the church? I know, yeah, where where the where Dylan Roof, whatever, goes into the uh the church and shoots up a bunch of people after praying with them for hours. Now, here's my question for you. What was the church's name? I can't think the, of it. The church is Methodist, Methodist Episcopalian Church. Okay. My question for you is, normally you have a stance against mentioning the shooter. Yeah. What makes this case different in which you will name him? Well, you made me guess. Okay. Uh, so I had to say it, but no, I mean, we, we had, in fairness, I mean, we had kind of, uh, we, after that... I feel like it was after that right, that, we after that, to, that we started that we just decided not doing that. But yeah, I mean, his name has been out there. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's that's the difference. But we're going to try not to do that. Definitely. Okay, June twenty fifth, Supreme Court. This is the ruling that gay marriage is constitutional. It's legalized uh, nationwide. It, believe it or not, it is not. What is it, Joey? June twenty fifth. It was a six to three decision. The Supreme Court upholds subsidies for the. For the patient protection and affordable care act. Oh, sure. Obamacare becomes the law of the land yes. officially. So right? that was June 25th. All right. June 26th. Yes, days later, right. They uh, they say the gay marriage is totally cool. In a five which to is four good. room. Five to four. And then they also in uh, uphold the usage of that, uh, you know, the, the, the unapproved death penalty drug. They say it's okay, actually, that day as well. Now, get your hand off the XLR cable. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm okay. not on the cable. All right. One straight day later, June 27th, okay? Yeah. Bree Newsom. Who? Bree Newsom. Bree Newsom. That's your hint. Ah. Damn it. I, I don't know. It's ringing a bell, but I can't, I can't think of it. Let's not let it hang on. South Carolina. State House. 
Oh, oh, is it, uh, it's what's her face? Uh, God, what is her name? The, the psycho with the not issuing gay marriage licenses? No. Right? What? It's the Confederate flag. Bree Newsom, but what did Bree Newsom have to do with it? He was taken in custody after claiming the flagpole and took him oh, down the Oh, okay, flag. I didn't know the guy's name. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, the Confederate flag. And that started the whole, yes. Yeah, what, uh, what's going on with that? That kind of died out. Isn't that amazing? Like, you, 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 this is great that we're doing this year in review because you look back. I know we talked about a lot of this stuff, but it just dies out of the public consciousness. People just let it go. Well, I, I think there was a lot of aspects to life sometimes, and it's difficult to, I guess, which ones we hold on to. Yeah, the everydayness of every day kind of makes this stuff disappear. The, the other thing I was thinking of, the Washington Redskins, they're, they're still called that. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> yeah. stopped calling them the Washington Redskins, although... They made the playoffs this year. Are they going to be in the sure. playoffs? Sure. I mean, I understand the argument, but it's like that stuff just went, went away. July 1st, mm-hmm. Oregon. There was another shooting, nope. right? Nope, not in this Oregon, case. Oregon, July 1st. Should I know this? Yeah, you should. It became the fourth state for what? Oh, legalizing that sweet Mary Jane. Is yes. Is that correct? Yeah, good. Good for Oregon. Hopefully soon, New York, New Jersey, all the states will legalize uh, marijuana and we'll all get a little bit of perspective about life. Okay. Good. BP, uh, okay. No, I think you Same day. Uh-huh. BP yeah agrees to pay the Department of Justice yes how much money due to the 2010 oil spill uh it was like 250 billion something like nope. that what was it 18.7 oh see yeah I totally forgot about that it should have been somewhere in the vicinity of 250 billion maybe that's why I guessed that good July 5th something we should have mentioned but we never did Oh, shit. Go ahead. Just tell, inform the Samsonites. <laughs> let them know. Okay. The United States beats Japan 5-2 to two in the final game of the 2015 uh, FIFA Americans World Cup. The women, right? Yes. The yeah. women. We really don't talk much about certain spots. We, I don't think we mentioned that. We so. don't really talk about sports too much at all. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, congratulations, USA women. Way to go. July 13th, Warner County, Texas. Wow, is that is that Sandra Bland? Is yes, that that it long? is. Oh wow, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, that's oof. that's a terrible one. That's a clear fucking disaster. Also, that's a, that's a, another clear one. Couple of these things in Texas: the Texas pool party, this this poor woman. Yeah, yeah. Texas was not the state to be in. Listen, dude, we should just sell Texas back to the Mexicans. That's that's how we solve <laughs> that border crisis. Yeah. We don't need to put up a wall. We just give them Texas back. And then we sell Florida, like I'm always saying to the Chinese, we're going to be way better off. This was a big deal. Mm-hmm. July 14th. I'm going to name. I'm going to give you one word, and we even mentioned it today. Okay. Iran. Oh, the big Iran nuclear deal went yes. into uh, agreement. I guess it didn't go into effect, but they agreed on it. Or did negotiations begin on the nuclear deal? Yeah, that's when it. Then the correlation. I guess that would be the end of it. Okay, so that's when so they, they actually came to, to agreement. Good, yeah. yeah, that's a big deal. Perfect. Now, what number are we at here? Out of curiosity, this is twenty nine. <laughs> okay, Can I don't care. I'm enjoying this. We should just do these. this every week. I love it. We could do this every week if you want. Yeah, you need fifty <laughs> things that I'm going to guess every week. That's our new segment. This is mm-hmm. possibly top five biggest story of the year. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I want you to. I'm going to give you one word. Uh huh. And you have to tell me all about it. Okay. Videos. V- videos? Yes. Oh, 
are you is what what's the date the date is july 14th which is the same day apparently as the iran agreement oh is this the center for medical progress uh, yes it is sting videos the planned parenthood sting videos yeah which yeah that was a big story and i think it's still something that that continues to come up obviously carly fiorina tried to capitalize on that it hurt her but yeah the the center for medical progress videos came out where they were purporting to show planned parenthood people selling baby lungs and arms and different shit to uh you know for a for a profit turns out that's not the case turns out the videos were extremely highly doctored even the long form videos and uh but yeah that's something that's definitely going to stick in the public consciousness and it's also something that planned Parenthood decided well we're just not going to do that anymore even though they weren't doing anything which seems like an admission of guilt even though yeah, that clearly does. isn't a problem and it's still going to be a huge topic in 2016 i can promise you that much. i completely agree with you joseph noe july 21st mm-hmm. dating website oh it was the uh the ashley madison uh leak yes that it turns out there was only about 16 women on there and ninety thousand men and how all many, their credit card information how many customers information was given out any idea i wanted to say eighty thousand. no what we're much lower Oh, lower. 2,500. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's it. Oh, I thought that was a much bigger... So who gives a yeah, shit? Yeah, that's just 2,000 guys. that want to cheat on their wives. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. July 23rd. Do you think this undermines our credibility that I'm guessing wildly on some of these numbers? They're not wildly. I mean, this is a long time ago. It's All okay. Right. Go ahead, Joey. You're ruining the program now. Everybody's going to think we're, we're stupid. All right, good. Uh, July 23rd. Uh-huh. Train wreck. Oh, the... Sh- well, Amy Schumer, they're shooting at the yes. uh, the Louisiana one. Yeah, what happened with that guy? Do we, maybe we should do a little follow up on him. Amy Schumer, to her credit, took that to heart and then started doing a lot of appearances with her cousin Chuck Schumer, the senator from New York, uh, strongly supporting gun control yes. and, and background checks and things like that. August sixth, mm-hmm. the American New Satire Program. Show it was its last episode. John Stewart retires from the Daily Show. Is that yes. correct? Well, the program didn't end, but for all intents and purposes, for me, it did. Uh, no, no, I don't really watch the chart. Right, my bad. Ones. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, John Stewart uh, leaves the Daily Show. Yeah, which is a pretty big deal. The show, the program that he really uh, built up. Even though I particularly enjoyed Craig Kilborn, doesn't get enough credit. He was he was a good dude too. Okay, August eighteenth. The White House confirms that uh, Obama is in fact from Kenya. I have no idea. No. What ISIS leader Abu Abu Baker? Al- yeah, Abu Baker Al Baghdadi. Yes, is that correct? Wow, how did you get that? That's incredible. I fucking know his name. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, Joey just looked at me as though I was a fucking wizard. Um, yeah, they they confirmed that he was killed in an airstrike or something. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Bye. Okay probably the fuck up of the year wow on august 19th has to be this is this the martin screlly thing it is not what is it uh it has to do because you did i think you i I know yeah okay has to do with having sex with minors oh sure the the prostitutes at the chilean mine no i know what you're talking about jared fogel yeah yes sure that guy Big mistake, not something you expected from the the subway dude. That that's not good. But I will say this: uh, what's the guy's name from Glee? Mark Sailing. Just found out. Me and Molly watched a, a lot of Glee. I, I'll tell you what; it tickles my fancy. That program it makes me feel happy. Uh, 
Mark Sailing, the guy that played Noah Puckerman, Noah Puck Puckerman, just got arrested with, quote, hundreds of child pornography pictures. No way. What? Yes. Very disappointing. Kind of ruins the show. Can't really watch it anymore. Uh, it's no good. I guess Glee's off my uh, to-do list. No, you should still watch it, but just keep in mind that that, that good-looking guy, Puck, that impregnates uh, the hot cheerleaders, <laughs> he wanted to be fucking their younger sisters. All right. Good, Joey. <laughs> okay. August 26th. Nothing to joke about. And Jared Fogle, enjoy prison, buddy. August 26th. Uh-huh. News reporter. Cameraman. Oh, Jesus. The uh, Yeah, that dummy on the dock that goes and shoots the two uh, yep. reporters. Yeah. We're not even going to say his name. I don't remember it and fuck him. But yeah, that's another. Uh, the fir- I feel like the. F- not the first, but obviously like the first of many that were about to unfold over the next few months the the mass shootings in yes. america that that is certainly going to be a, a, an issue in the presidential election and has already hampered uh vermont senator bernie sanders uh in the debates oh by the way martin o'malley mm-hmm. just reminded me he failed to meet the uh, the ballot requirement in ohio so he literally is not even on the primary ballot in ohio and he's still doing the debates. Yeah, just get out of there. Isn't uh, th- th- what is he doing? If that's your pro- like, you had one job. Well, he just doesn't have enough support. He did a he did a campaign event the other day in Iowa in uh-huh. the snow. One per- literally one person showed up. Oh my god, get him out of there. We could have left Lincoln Chafee in. At least he was a sweetie pie. Ah, uh, good. Now you mentioned her earlier, September third. What happened? I mentioned her earlier. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Sure. Kim Davis, small-minded, small-town girl, Kim Davis. Uh, Can you believe that was just September and we're still... Yeah, well, wow, that, that feels... Yeah, it feels like a lot longer than just September, sure. Listen, again, uh, warrior for Christ, Kim Davis, uh, good for you. You shouldn't work there anymore. Okay. <laughs> killer joey uh, killer you got all right we're at like an hour and a half well how much how, we're at 37 bro you're just blowing right through these all right we're doing great go for it okay clock september oh, 16th ahmed mohammed the uh the clock boy again texas right yes gets uh the bomb squad called on him they come there they determine this isn't a bomb let's arrest this kid anyway <laughs> they take him to jail which again is not uh not good he is suing the state now for $15 million in damages. No, no, sir. You don't get 15. Come on. You don't get $15 million. You should, you got to go to the white house. You got an apology. <laughs> that wasn't enough. Apparently not 15 million. That seems excessive. Maybe he is entitled to some kind of damages. Again, that kid wrongly arrested. Definitely should not have gone to jail, but I definitely understand based on the pictures of that thing. You could confuse it with a bomb. Absolutely. Okay. September 18th. Right. German. Uh, September 18th, German? Mm-hmm. Something about Angela Merkel? No. What? Car. Car? Company. Oh, vol- the Volkswagen uh, emissions scandal? Yes. Is that correct? Sure. That is correct. Allow emissions up to 40 times the uh, allotted amount. Right. Thank you, tests. Yeah. Again, another example of corporations just kind of fudging the numbers doing what they got to do september 22nd to the 27th okay big visit ah pope francis one of the prime leaders of this great world uh, shows up in the united states of america nobody tries to kill him a lot of people are excited to see him and great what were the three cities he went to new york city uh-huh. boston 
No, 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 no. Philadelphia. Yes. And Washington, D.C.? Yes, beautiful. Thank you very much. Little known fact, Molly's sister, Marnie, my future sister-in-law, saw the Pope drive by our apartment while she was walking her cute shih tzu named Mabel. Go for it, Joey. Nice. October 1st. Uh-huh. Uh, Oregon. That's the shooting at yes. the community college, right? Yes, that is the shooting at the that community was another, college. That was another shooting, sure. Great, America. Well, I'll be honest with you, my year in review could have just been shootings. Yeah, of course. There's like 50, at least, you know, there's a thousand, a thousand people got killed this year by just police or whatever, and then citizens shooting each other. It's just a disaster in this country. It really is. October 3rd. Uh-huh. Afghan forces. Nah, it's not good. It's difficult to explain this one. I, I don't Why think don't you just, well, just tell us what it is. On October 3rd, the United States Air Force bombs Doctors Without Borders. Oh, sure, yeah. So maybe if I said doctors, maybe? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a tough one. No, it's okay. I, I get it. But yeah, that was a, that's a, oof, that's a prime example of, uh, you know, how the rules of, of, of engagement, how war has kind of slipped away from uh, the American consciousness, that that's not even, to me, that doesn't even feel like a good, that doesn't even feel like a story that is even out there, really. Like, that, that was never something that came up much. And no, that, that's a tra- that's a crazy thing to do. Well, coming close to an end, you're at 42. All right, so what? You have 48, you said? Yeah, about I 48. like that you didn't bother to go with 50. I like that you I just know. stopped at an arbitrary <laughs> number. I, I do appreciate that. Um, October 9th, mm-hmm. San Diego. Oh, yeah, that's another, that's a shooting. Uh, it is not. Oh, it's not? There's not. I was thinking of the one where the guy was listening to the podcast or whatever, and we, we told all the Samsonites to... I did not include that one. I uh, forgot okay. that no, one. No, don't, don't worry about it. But, Killer Whale. Killer Whale? Oh, oh, SeaWorld. SeaWorld yes. announces that they're not going to... They're not going to let their whales hula hoop during Actually, the- it was a California Coastal Commission bans captive oh, breeding. Oh, captive breeding. Okay, but that goes hand in hand with the, uh, the San Diego uh, oh, SeaWorld. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, we're not going to let our listen. We're not going to let our whales wear cowboy hats anymore because they don't really do that in the wild. Ugh. October twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. Viral. It was a video. Charlie Sheen AIDS. Nope. Someone being put from a chair. Oh sure, I was joking about the Charlie Sheen thing. It's not a thing to joke about. The poor guy. He's had a rough life. Yeah, the the poor girl in high school gets yanked out of her chair. Like you know, a, that should have been on the uh, on on the list, maybe. Charlie Sheen. Yeah, Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Sorry. Look, we wish him well. I, I feel like in the next year we should, you know, over the course of the next uh, year's worth of episodes, I feel like we should maybe maybe filter in a little bit of pop culture once in a while you yeah, know well, show our personality a little bit have a little fun because we, we often talk about a lot of heavy stuff yeah we do which yes this girl being uh, yanked out of her chair like she's a fucking animal by an actual animal the cop uh, that's a that's a terrible one October 30th mm-hmm. day before Halloween and you know what it's not good <laughs> what is you can't do that you yes i can okay now. all right president barack obama orders up to 50 u.s special operations ground troops to be deployed in syria to fight islamic state militants but it's actually not going on right so, that's a big deal joey that's great all right oh this is a huge one okay november 1st mm-hmm. day before my birthday sure baseball I don't know the World Series. Somebody yes. wins the World. Oh right, the Mets are in the World Series, but they lose. Kansas City Royals defeat the Mets. Right. All right. Yeah, that's 
you you just got so excited. You were like, huge story. Huge story. The, the World Series was played. All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, the World Series is, is a big deal to a lot of people. No, sure. Certainly. I'm, I'm, I'm hockey, mixed martial arts, but I did actually enjoy watching quite a bit of the, uh, the World Series. It was good. Now, November 13th, two important things happened. All right. One was actually they're both overseas. All right. Okay. So the first one, we're going to go with, uh, let's say, American Airstrike. Uh, I, I mean, I have no idea. Americans, we, we bought, we You said him earlier. Oh, Jihadi John? Yes. Yeah, the, the, we killed Jihadi John in an airstrike. Oh, okay, and then the Paris attacks take yes. place later that day. Wow. Yeah. Right. Hit it out of the park. Oh, another baseball reference. This kid's on, on point. 47. All right, so this is the second to last one. Second to now, last these were, one. You didn't, obviously, you didn't put them in, these, in an order. This is literally just how the year went. This is how this the year went. chronological order. Yeah, so right. chronological yeah. order, okay. which I thought was the easiest way of doing it. Yeah, this. no, it's a smart way to do it, and I'm proud of you. November 27th. Mm-hmm. Another shooting. Okay. Go. November 27th, another shooting. Go. Nope. Oh, is it this? No, I was, I was just repeating what you said. It's the, um, oh, Molly, you said San Bernardino. It's not San it's Bernardino. It's not that one. I don't know, man. They all get jumbled up. Okay. This one was the Planned Parenthood. Oh, damn it. Okay. I was going to say that. Right. Which, again, didn't get a ton of attention because it's like, eh. Whatever, it's just a white shooter. It's fine. We're not going to pay attention. It's not really terrorism. It's terrorism, but we don't care. And you already said it. 48 would be... San Bernardino? San Bernardino. Sure. So the last two events, really, the uh, of the year are two shootings. Yes. Uh, okay, let me tell you something. You did a real nice job with that. I'm Thank you. you. I asked you, and you were like, yeah, 10 minutes. You had like a half hour. That's yeah. great. Uh, now, this is my closing comment. Okay. To be honest, this year, it seems that there were three main topics. Either it was a mass shooting, a cop on tape... Well, ISIS. Yeah. Right. And all the other stuff that we covered on this program that I think a lot of people, I'm not just saying this, we get emails, we get feedback from people. A lot of stuff we cover on this show, they go, boy, I didn't really know a lot about that. And then you guys brought it to the, you know, we were talking about it. And now you do know about it. Let's make 2016 a year where this stuff that doesn't get the coverage, but is the important stuff becomes the stuff that becomes part of the conversation. I don't know how we're going to do that. Talk about it to your friends, talk about it to your relatives, spread the podcast share it whatever but yeah let's 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 not make isis shootings and cops on tape be the the, the main thing while they're important let's let's make sure that all the stuff that's that's relevant methane leaks different things like this let's make sure that, that stuff is out there in the in the consciousness and uh you know we'll try to continue to do our job and how we perceive it and try to put that stuff out there joey any final thoughts the samsonites about a year's worth of episodes I hope you enjoyed every single one of them. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it too. Uh, we really appreciate the support. I gave the emails and all that stuff. You know how to get in touch with us. Uh, you can check out comedyvoices.com if you'd like. We love you guys. We appreciate all the support. And I hope you enjoy the first day of this new year. Or if you're listening to this later, then enjoy that day as well. We will talk to you all next week. <laughs>